Welcome to an exciting time in God's presence. The word you're about to hear is guaranteed to bless you and cause a transformation in your life. Enjoy. You see, faith in God. Thank you, Elian Prince. Thank you very much. Faith in God must be demonstrated. Faith in God must be demonstrated. You see, thank you very much, sir. Please celebrate our man of God as he goes. Thank you so much for blessing us today. God bless you. Faith in God must be demonstrated. There are things you will see in a man's life or in a woman's life that are indicators that the person has faith in God. Have you ever heard, have you ever heard someone say, maybe a spouse the man or the woman tells the wife, tells the wife, I love you. The woman will say, show it. Have you heard that statement before? The man will say, I love you. The person will say, show it. Meaning, if you say, I love you, or if you say, I care about you, there are indicators, there are things that show that you really do. You can't say, but it's in my heart. Is in my heart. You know I love you. If I, didn't, if I don't love you, why did I marry you? He said, that's not the question. Show it. Hmm? Show it. So, you see, faith in God must be shown, must be demonstrated. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Alright, are you here with me? Verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day did you get that? It came to pass on a certain day. Meaning, it's telling you that this is not a parable. This incident happened. It was on a certain day. So, it could either be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But it was on a certain day. So, it's telling you, this is not a parable. This is a real event. <laughs> Follow. As he was teaching Jesus now. As Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Now, there were many. These were doctors, guys that were learned. They had understanding of the scriptures. And Pharisees from every corner, they, they came as Jesus was teaching. They were taught by Jesus. Look at the next words there. And the power, can we read it together? One to go. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Amazing. Amazing. Scripture says the power as Jesus was teaching. As they were hearing the word of God. As you are hearing the word of the Lord now. Scripture says the power of God was present to heal. It didn't say the power of God began to heal. He said it was present. Meaning as many that will connect to the power, they will be healed. It also means that not everybody there were healed. The power was present. The anointing was present to heal. But not everyone got healed. They were just looking at him. You'll be amazed. These people, Pharisees and the doctors, you'll be amazed what happened to them. Just listen, follow. The next verse. And behold, listen, Jesus was teaching. And, and, and I have to tell you, this is why you must be in the environment of the word. You must be in church. 
you must be in church don't allow anybody tell you that you can stay at home and serve your God no 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 don't that is that is a myth that is a lie from pit of hell scripture says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together and when you come to church be in church let your heart let your mind be here because many were hearing what Jesus was teaching but you will see who got healed we will see who got healed are you see here very important the atmosphere the environment of the world as Jesus was teaching power was available was present to him and behold men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him they sought the Bible said they found they were looking for a way to bring this man that was paralyzed I mean, this guy was bedridden. He was paralyzed. They were looking for a way to bring him to Jesus. I'm teaching you, demonstrating your faith. The next verse. And when they could not, I mean, the crowd was so much, they could not bring the man in. They couldn't find, they, 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 they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude. They went upon the housetop. Are you seeing demonstration of faith? And let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. Do you know, I told you, this guy was paralyzed. And you know, paralyzed people are very heavy. Just like a dead body is very heavy. The way you are now, because you have life in you, you are light. But someone, have you ever carried someone that is asleep? You, if the person is awake, you can carry the person with ease eh? especially if the person is not too fat but if the person is awake you find it easier to carry but someone that is asleep even if he's a child huh, it will take extra effort to carry someone that's asleep how much more a paralyzed man not a paralyzed child they climb the roof because they've got to get to Jesus Jesus was teaching they realized power was available to be to, 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 for anyone that is connected to the power to be healed. They said they tried to get in. The crowd was too much. They must have begged. Please let's get to Jesus. Please allow us to get to Jesus. The crowd said, "Line, line." They were there. They said, "How do I get? Do we get to Jesus?" They climbed the roof. They removed the tiling. They removed it. They were not bothered about whether Jesus would tell them to pay. I mean, how can you go to a man's house? You remove the roof, remove the tiling. <laughs> that must be desperation. Desperation. These guys, their faith was just too high. They could not take no for an answer. They couldn't take no for an answer. They went through the door, no road. They climbed the ceiling, they climbed the roof, removed the roof. It must have taken efforts. Now, tiling is not, uh, I mean, it must have been well fitted. They had to use their bare hands. Remove the tile. Maybe they were even bleeding as they were doing. But they said, we've got to get to Jesus. They removed it and let the man down. They let the man down. They didn't say, Jesus, heal him. They let him down at the feet of the master. With the couch, everything on Jesus. Look at what Jesus said. And when he saw. Can we read together? One to go. And when he saw their faith, now faith is not faith is not a human being. <laughs> faith is not an object. 
So what did Jesus see? He saw the demonstration of their faith. The Bible said when Jesus saw their faith, Jesus didn't see the building, not the house. Time will not permit you to tell you or to talk more about it. But the house that they brought this man to was Jesus' house. Some of you thought that Jesus didn't have a house. He did. This was Jesus' house and that's why Jesus didn't ask them to pay. <laughs> so, Jesus didn't see the bill of the roof. I know how much it costs us to put this ceiling. It would even cost more for the roof. Jesus didn't look at the expenses he was going to incur. He saw their faith. When he saw their faith, he saw their faith. Hallelujah. He said unto him, man, thy sins are forgiven. Someone shout a big hallelujah. But the question is, question is, how far are you willing to go in activating your faith? How far are you willing to go? The power is present to heal. But others, the Pharisees were there looking at Jesus. None of them received their healing. None of them received anything from Jesus. But the man that said, today is my day. Like Daniel always says, that every day is God's day. But the day you believe is your day. Praise the Lord. The power was present to him. Just the way right now as we are talking, as we are hearing the word of the Lord, the power of the Lord is present for every situation in your life. The power of the Lord is present. But will you be like this man and his friends that press through to get their miracle? Or will you be like the Pharisees that were there? Jesus was teaching. Maybe some of them were sleeping. If there were social media at the time, maybe they would have been pressing their phones while Jesus was teaching. Yet, the power was available. And that is why some people will come to church. They will go back home the same. Not because the power was not available. See, I don't know what that, that place, power no day, power no day, power day, but are you, are you connected to the power? The power of the Lord, the power to heal was present. It wasn't healing anybody. It was just waiting for the person to connect. Just we will have some sockets here right now. There is power in the socket. Eh? If you hold your phone in your hand, will your phone charge by itself? Until you connect it to the power source. That is when it will begin to charge. But if you hold it and begin to cry, why is my phone battery down? Nothing will happen until you connect. Like the presence of the Lord is here right now. Power is here. Question is, Will you connect to the power? But Jesus said something amazing. I mean, they were expecting Jesus to say, now he has seen their faith. Now he has seen the demonstration of their faith. I was expecting that Jesus would say, immediately, be healed. But what did Jesus say? Look at what he said. He said unto him, man, thy sins are forgiven. Someone shout a big hallelujah. You see, you see, there are a lot of people that are unable to receive their healing because of sin consciousness you know Jesus sees Jesus sees or saw, at the time he saw what others were not seeing I mean the man came we thought that the man you know the reason why he was sick for, for, was for some reason or the reason why he had not yet received his healing was for some reason but Jesus found out the root cause of the problem Jesus told him your sins are forgiven your sins are forgiven 
He probably felt unqualified to receive the healing. But Jesus told him, your sins are forgiven. Listen, if you are here this morning and you feel burdened with sin, the blood of Jesus washes your sins away. The blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. If only you believe, you will be made clean. If only you believe in the finished work of Christ, your sins are forgiven you. You have already been forgiven. Now it's time for you to receive forgiveness of sins. Someone shout a big hallelujah. So Jesus told him, man, your sins are forgiven. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12, Amplify. We're going to get back to the scripture. Giving thanks to the Father who has done what? Who has qualified us. He has qualified us. So I am qualified by who? By the Father. I am qualified for my healing. I am qualified for the forgiveness of sins. I am qualified to walk in righteousness. Why? Because the Father has qualified me. Say, I am qualified. So the devil will always tell you you are unqualified. He will disqualify you. Your conscience may disqualify you. But the Bible says that in Christ Jesus, we are qualified. And made us fit hey, to share the portion, which is the inheritance of the saints. God's holy people in the light. So he has qualified me and made me fit to partake of the portion. What is the portion of the saints? Divine health, prosperity, excellence, wisdom. Christ has been made unto us all these things and God qualified us to partake of them. I am qualified. Say I am qualified. So don't look at yourself and disqualify yourself. There are many that are sick because of one error that they made, one mistake that they made and now they are sick. And because of that the devil reminds them of the mistake and tells them God can never give you your healing because this sickness was caused by you. But you see, it is God that qualifies. And the Bible says he has qualified you for your salvation. He has qualified you for your healing, for your deliverance, for all that Christ has accomplished for you. You are qualified to partake of it. Someone shout amen. Tell yourself again, I am qualified. Demonstrating your faith. Demonstrating your faith. We're going to quickly look at steps in demonstrating your faith in the next 10, 15 minutes. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. You see, chapter, 20, chapter 5 verse 25. You see, God is not looking for who to bless and who, is not, who not to bless. He's not looking for who to bless and who to curse. He has already given us everything. He has blessed us already. We have been found in him. Say, I'm found in him. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, scripture says he is a new creature. He is qualified. He is a child of God. That means I have the right to use the name of Jesus. Because I'm in Christ. Scripture says we are joint heirs with him. We are joint heirs with Christ. Meaning all that Christ has. All that Christ can do. All that he can accomplish. I can do. I also have. Someone shout a big hallelujah. We are joint heirs. We are not co-heirs. There's a difference between joint heir and co-heirs. Praise the Lord. Co-heirs means if, if, if I and my brother are given 
$100,000 to share. Because we are co-heirs. If we are co-heirs, it means we'll share it 50-50. Are you following? It means he gets 50, I get 50 because we are co-heirs. But joint heirs means he gets 100, I get 100. The right he has to the 100, that's the same right I have to the 100. Are you, are you seeing the difference? So as Christ is, the same asset that Christ has to the Father, I also have that same asset to the Father. Why? Because we are joint heirs. So there's no difference between Christ and I. As a matter of fact, when God looks at you, he doesn't see you and Christ. He sees Christ. Scripture says, he that is joined with Christ is one with him. One spirit with him. One. He's one with him. So when I appear before the Father, it's as though Christ has appeared before the Father. And there is no prayer Christ ever made that he didn't receive an answer. That means there is no prayer you can ever make that you won't receive an answer. Someone shout a big amen. So when I use the name of Jesus, it's a privilege, it's a right that has been given to me to use that name to effect changes in my life. So I can use that name. I can use that name. I have taught us here some time ago that using the name of Jesus, it doesn't only mean to use it to start a prayer and to use it to end a prayer. That is not what it means alone. It's more than that. Way more than that. It means you are coming in the stead of Jesus. So when you say in the name of Jesus, what it means in the realm of the spirit is that you are coming as Jesus. No other person has that right except the child of God. The devil cannot come in the stead of Jesus. Unbelievers cannot come in the stead of Jesus. Only the believer has the authority to say in the name of Jesus. Meaning I come in the name. Meaning as I have come in the name, everything I do now is Christ that is doing it. Can imagine coming in the name and you lay your hands on the sick. It is Christ that just laid hands on that sick. You can imagine coming in the name and you lay hands on your body. It is Christ that laid hands on that body. Someone shout a big amen. So you come in the name. You come in the name. You come in the name. Everything changes when you use that name. Why? We are qualified. I remember some years ago, I had this terrible pain in my chest. Terrible. It felt like a stone was there. If I bent down, many years ago, I was still in, I think, secondary school or thereabout. I had this terrible pain. I didn't know much then as I know now. But I knew that I could pray in the name of Jesus. And I knew the power of my hands. Your hands are blessed, brother. Your, this hand is not for slapping people alone. This hand is for lay, you shall lay your hands on the sick. Look at your hand again. Look at this hand. Say, these hands are blessed. This is an extension of the hand of God. This hand is not for doing like this. You are driving. Someone just, you know, enters the road, you know, without you knowing. The next thing is, some of you do it unknowingly. Some of you remove hands from the steering with two hands like this. Before you now remember you are driving. So it's not for this. Hmm? Your father. No, it's not that one. Hmm? It's not for it. It's for laying your hands. It's for effecting changes. Are you see here this morning? So I remember I laid my hands on my chest. I say in the name of Jesus. Whatever you call your name, I don't care to know. But you must bow to the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus, you pain. Out! 
I still felt the pain. Listen, your feelings doesn't mean that the miracle has not happened. Are you listening? You may feel it, but it doesn't mean it has not changed. So when I slept that night, I remember many, I can never forget this. It was a divine experience. I slept that night. I was standing somewhere and I saw a man from afar smiling. In the dream, I was like, What's happened? why is this man smiling? Why are you smiling? And as he was smiling, he was not coming close to me. Smiling, I was like, ah, ah. I'm looking at him. I can't recognize, I didn't recognize him from anywhere. And he was just smiling and he got close to me. And in the speed of light, he put his hand in my chest and removed it. And I noticed he removed something from my chest. This was in the dream. He removed something and showed me it was like a stone he removed from my chest. Brother, sister, I woke up. That pain never came again. I felt no pain. You see, sometimes the things we go through, they are caused by devils. In fact, 80% of the time, what you call viruses, like we heard about Lassa fever, what you call viruses and bacteria, they are demons, they are demonic spirits. Learn this. Get this. And that is why it is eluding medical science. Viruses today are still eluding medical science. They, have no, they say viruses have no cure. They come and they go on their own. Have you heard that word? That viruses are self-limiting. Meaning, they, as they come, that's so they go take go. They have um, a lifespan in the, in the body. But some viruses, they don't go. They stay there. And they say there is no cure. You just manage it until the person dies. Same with cancer. They, they, they can't find a solution to this. The reason is because you don't solve spiritual problems with physical, physical weapons or physical means. The spiritual is solved by the spiritual. Are you following this morning? So they are demonic spirits. And you see, they will come and attach. They will come and attach themselves and the body of someone. When they come, they may come with a small, especially cancer. They may just come with a small, a small, um, you know, particle here or a small growth in your in your body. You just touch your body, it's just small growth, and you like you just it's small, it will go. To just go. The next thing, three months time, it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. You are feeling it now. It's it's not paining you yet because you know it's not yet cancerous. All of a sudden. It starts paining you. Now, something that started very small in three years has become so big with so much pain. These diseases, they have intelligence. You were hearing him talk about it, right? That he said they mutate. They can change. They can change. Do you think, do you think it's normal? It's, it is intelligence of demons. They change. When you think you have caught it, it will change to another. After treating Lassa fever, you think the person is fine. The thing will go and hide in the sperm for three months. Did you hear what he said? It will hide there. You think is 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 uh, is object. These are intelligent spirits, and you've got to deal with it in the name of Jesus. Listen, don't make excuses for sickness. Don't make excuses for the way you feel. You say, maybe it's because of the weather. That's why I'm feeling like this. Maybe it's because I didn't rest well. I didn't sleep well. That's why the pain is here. No, 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 no. Don't make excuses for it. You've got your hands, brother. This hand is anointed. 
lay your hands on that part of your body say in the name of Jesus I command you out exercise your faith demonstrate your faith because this is what we need in the last days in the last days the Bible said that the love of many shall wax cold the heart of many shall fail because of the problems they are going to see it only takes those who are strong in the Lord that will do exploits that will do exploits many have died unnecessarily because they don't know how to demonstrate their faith you notice, notice a problem in your health in your, the health of your children or in, the, in, in your job in, in any area of your life and you keep quiet ah someone said a closed mouth is a closed destiny You've got to use your mouth and use your hands to effect changes in your life. Someone shout a big amen. Mark chapter 5 verse 25 to, to 34 quickly. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. 12 years an issue of blood. Issue of blood means there was, she had hemorrhage. Eh, you know Lassa fever. They say at a point there will be hemorrhage. Bleeding from every corner. But this one she had issue of blood that was flowing. Menstrual, menstrual cycle that never, that never ended. And has suffered many things of many physicians. And has spent all that she had. I see her problem. And, has, and was nothing better but rather grew worse. She spent everything. She went to different doctors. She went to Ural Teaching Hospital. She went to UBTH. She went to every, all the best hospitals. Fake Maniplex Hospital. And Bible said, not, she wasn't getting better. Instead, at least if she didn't get better, maybe she did where she did. But she grew what? she grew us. When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. The first step to demonstrating your faith is hear it and believe it. Hear, number one, hear it, believe it. The Bible says when she had heard she heard that Jesus was passing by. She heard that Jesus could heal. She believed, she said that she would touch. She heard. She came behind. So the first step is to hear. Faith comes by hearing. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. So as you are hearing the word of God now, faith is coming to you. Say, so, but I don't feel it. Faith is not what you feel. You just know. You just know. Because faith comes as long as you are hearing. As long as you are hearing the word, faith is coming to you. And that is why you must hear the word. It's not about sitting down in church. You must hear the word. Are you following because many are sitting down. Eh? It's their body that is here. Eh? But they are somewhere else. You must hear the word. Say hear the word. Tell your neighbor hear the word. So faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So you've got to hear the word. Then, then he said so then. Okay go, go back to, to Mark chapter 5. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood. We are, we are true with this. Next verse. Next verse. Scripture says she heard. She heard about Jesus. She said, and she said, if I may touch but his clothes, if I may touch but his clothes shall be whole. Is that what he said? I shall be whole. If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And Matthew took, put it this way that she said within herself that if I should, if I can touch, if I can touch, I'll be whole. So the next step is that you must vocalize your faith. You must vocalize your faith. When you have heard the word, faith comes to you. That faith that has come, you must vocalize it. You must speak it. Very important. Decree over yourself, I am healed. I am healed. I refuse sickness in my life. 
I refuse poverty in my life because I have heard the word. I believe the word. Now I vocalize my faith. Scripture says, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be healed. She told herself that she shall be healed. Don't close your mouth this year. Tell your neighbor, don't close your mouth this year. If you must speak, speak the word of God. Number three is act on it. Act on it. Act on it. Act on it. Praise the Lord. You've got to act on it. The Bible says she came. Everything was against this woman. The, 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 the situation that she had was against her. If she came out to touch Jesus because she had an issue of blood, she was classified as unclean in, in the land of Israel. She couldn't press through the crowd. I mean, if she was looking at her own condition. Let's look at Leviticus. Let me show you some of the things that were against this woman. Look at this. Leviticus chapter 15, quickly. Look at this. Okay, this woman. Look at the problem with this woman. All the problems that were stacked against her. That she couldn't leave if she considered the problem. And if a woman, look at this one. And if a woman have an issue. And her issue in her flesh be blood. That if she has an issue of blood. She shall be put apart seven days. Eh? And whosoever touched her shall be unclean until the evening. So anybody that touches, she will be put apart seven days. Now this woman has stayed 12 years. So if it was seven days, you calculate seven days times 12 years. That's how long she is supposed to be put apart. And if anybody touches her, this one is more than coronavirus. If you touch her, you'll be unclean. So if she passes now, you just and you just quack out, just part, part of your body touches her, you yourself becomes unclean. Verse, verse 20. And everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean. That the bed she's lying on shall be unclean. Everything also that she seated upon shall be unclean. So the chair she's sitting on, the bed she's lying on, they shall all be what? And this unclean we are talking about is not dirty, it's not, they are not talking about dirty clothes. We're talking about spiritual uncleanness. So this disease enters spirits. And this, and this unclean we are talking about is if you by mistake sit down in a chair that she sat on and you didn't know, you will become unclean and you will now take that uncleanness to the temple and God catch you. You know those days, thunder was very, was very predominant. Now thunder have reduced. Thunder have really reduced. Those days, was one hand thunder, one hand God would just send so, so people were very careful to ensure that they were clean before they entered the temple. Eh? Whosoever touched her bed, whoever touched her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Ah, you can imagine you have, you have a job interview in the morning. You now touch her bed. He said you will not go out until evening. What does it mean? You can't go for the interview. You've lost the job. And this washing they are telling you is not to go to your backyard to wash the clothes. The washing is, is a ceremonial cleansing. It takes time. And this is for the whole of Israel. Before it will even reach your turn, it may take time. You can imagine 500 people are unclean. They must go through the, the, the priest to purify themselves. And you are number 450. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it's a, it's, a, it's a ceremonial bath. It's not like you go to your bedroom and bath. It's not that one. It's a ceremonial cleansing. And whosoever touches anything that she sat upon shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until evening. The next verse. The next verse. 
And if it be on her bed or anything whereon she seated, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. The next verse. And if any man lie with her at all, hey, wala, and her flowers be upon him, he shall be unclean seven days. And all the bed whereon he lieth shall be unclean. That's it. The problem has, the disease, communicable disease has followed him. That he himself, where he lies on, will be unclean. What kind of problem is this? And if you have children, children like to lie on your bed. So when, they, when daddy just come out from the bed, the children will just go, daddy, daddy, daddy. The children will become unclean. And the children will go and meet their friends. Hey, Festus, Festus. That will become unclean. Festus will go and meet their mommy. Mommy, everybody will just become unclean. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see the problem? And this unclean, this unclean can attract thunder. So it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Eh? And that was what this woman was facing. Can we go ahead? Verse 25. And if a woman have an issue of her blood many days out of the time of her separation, if it, if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation. She shall be unclean. Verse 26. Quickly. Every bed whereon she lies, all the days of her issue, they are still talking about bed shall be unto her as the bed of her separation and whatsoever she seated upon she shall be unclean as the uncleanness of the separation the last verse and whosoever touched those things shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and unclean be unclean until until the evening praise the lord so everything was against this woman if she came through the crown i mean it was either she got healed or she dies because if she came through the crowd and touched people and make them unclean and she touched Jesus she wasn't healed wahala for her because in Israel they know they lack stone big big stones they don't they don't lack stones it's not like here you'll be looking for stone you want to wage your car you'll be looking for stone to wage your car no there as they just do her like this big stone will come that was why when they wanted to stone the woman the adulterous woman the Bible said all of them came with stones they, they didn't look for it as they, they were there they picked up the Bible said they picked it up they didn't look for it. they picked it up stones so if for example that woman was not healed she would have been killed because she had made many unclean so it was it was there i mean it was do or die she pressed through but she said within herself if i can touch because when she got healed nobody could hold her again because she's clean now because she's clean she didn't make anybody unclean <laughs> so it was if i don't get it now now die with this but thank god scripture said when she touched jesus the fountain of her flow ceased and she became healed how many of you will touch jesus today with your faith how many will touch jesus with your faith do you believe jesus enough do you believe god enough that that situation will change when the word of prophecy comes, when the word of knowledge comes, don't say, it maybe it's for someone else. We have heard many times here, words of prophecy will come. Say, there is somebody here, there's someone here. Don't look around and say, maybe it's talking about the person. If that situation mentioned looks like your own, take it by faith. Step into it by faith. The Bible said that when, it, that when the fountain of her blood sees, the scripture says, she felt, she felt that she was healed many times the power of God will flow in your body 
Don't say maybe, maybe it's temporal. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. It's not so. If the power of God flows in your life or in your body, take it by faith. Say it is permanent in my life. Therefore, this healing is mine. I am strengthened. I am healed. I am made whole. I was in a meeting some years ago. A woman that have that had a spinal cord problem. She couldn't walk by herself. She was walking with this, um, what do you call this? It's not walking stick now, but this one that has four legs. A walker. She was walking with that. And even at that, she can't even raise her leg. She can't raise her leg like this. So it's, it was terrible, terrible. We were in a meeting like this. The power of God was so strong. And the man of God turned to her and said, if you only believe, you can walk. The woman, I mean, I was shocked because I know the woman, I know her from time. She grabbed the word and got up. Her getting up alone was a miracle because it was spinal cord problem. She got up and took the first step alone. Everywhere catch fire, I'm telling you. People that knew her said, Jesus, what is going on? She began to walk. She walked from like from here to this place unaided without her walker. Spinal cord problem. Now, if she, if she wants to stand up from the bed, you have to carry her. I mean, you have to help her sit up. But she walked for the first time but by the power of the most high God. But here is the truth. Well, here was a problem. The next week, she came back again with her walker. She came back again with her walker. It was, I mean, it, it bothered me so much. I asked God, what, what happened? But she got healed. She had never walked by herself. For the first time, she lifted up her legs to walk. What happened? What happened? Listen. When you receive your healing, when you receive your blessing, you have to know how to retain it. You retain it the same way you received it. By faith and by the anointing. Did you get this, brothers and sisters? You retain it the same way you received it. By your faith. Because the devil will come back to tell you, are you sure this healing is permanent? Are you sure it didn't just happen because of the euphoria of the atmosphere you were in at the time? Are you sure? Are you sure? If you believe those words, the anointing will stay. Will, I mean, will stay from you, will leave you. But if you insist on your healing, I am whole. Scripture says she felt in her body that she was healed. She didn't say, let me go and check. Oh, let me ask this issue of blood. Uh, maybe if I wake up tomorrow morning, it will come again. Or it will happen again. No. She believed that it was settled. Listen. When God does something in your life, hold on to it with your faith that it is settled. Even today, I decree over your life that in the name of Jesus, all that God, all that God has earmarked for you in Christ Jesus, they are all yours. Prosperity is yours. Your healing is yours. Your blessing is yours. Take it. Make it yours. Make it yours. Say it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Demonstrating your faith. 
can we stand on our feet right now thank you Jesus quickly if you are sick in your body that your hands are blessed I want you to lay your hands on your body right now thank you for listening to this message we hope you have been immensely blessed with the word you just heard for your comments suggestions prayer requests or to order for other messages please send us an email on churchunusualoffice at gmail.com follow our activities on facebook at my church unusual twitter at my church unusual and also see unusualblog.wordpress.com have a blessed and fulfilled day ahead god bless you